This is a Federal News Network original podcast. Federal agencies have gotten buy-in from their employees when it comes to automating rote tasks like data entry. But it's a tougher sell to those same employees and the public to trust artificial intelligence for data-driven decision-making. A new wave of data-centric hires at agencies brings the promise of making that transition a little smoother. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. AI bots aren't taking over federal employees' jobs. If anything, they're giving workers more time to work on the parts of their jobs that they like the most. And for the past few years, the agencies that have experimented with robotic process automation, or RPA, have had a lot of success with it. The General Services Administration, the IRS, and the Defense Logistics Agency all expect to save tens of thousands of work hours with the bots that they've developed. There's also room to grow, according to research from the Partnership for Public Service and IBM's Center for the Business of Government. Up to a third of Treasury Department employees hold jobs with tasks that could be automated by AI in the near future. Automation may also have a significant impact at agencies like the Government Publishing Office and the Securities and Exchange Commission. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent, speaking at a recent partnership event, said the real challenge with AI in government is when it starts to reshape the way the government does business. It's easy to automate a manual task. But when you significantly change a business process, you have to look at the human resource. You have to look at how we engage with customers. You have to look at how we collect data and what the regulatory environment you know, looks like. We have to retrain a broader swath of employees. The work in the middle that really changes the business process and the service delivery is the tougher work. To keep the momentum going on AI, the National Science Foundation has worked to improve its data and modernize its IT. But NSF CIO Dorothy Aronson said projects across the enterprise need buy-in from agency management. I don't believe that IT people should be leading this charge. And the reason for that is because artificial intelligence requires the intelligence of the business. And so if the people doing the work are not the ones leading the effort, we can't go very far. And if we engage them as the leaders, then it's easy. Then adoption is easy. Training is easy. All of these other things, if others own it from the beginning and we are the facilitators. While AI isn't taking away jobs from federal employees, that technology will reshape the government jobs of the future. But Aronson said the workforce problems on AI are also the hardest to solve. What do we want to do with the people who will be impacted? That was the absolute hardest part of the problem, and we failed to solve it. So although we solved the rest, the main learning from that problem was we have to be more aggressive about fixing the people problems. But in order to help rescale and retrain employees, NSF launched its Career Compass Challenge last November. The idea is to make an app that builds a resume or a personality profile for employees and then match them to government jobs that should exist in the future. The challenge also looks to flag potential training opportunities to help employees reach those goals. Aronson said conversations around rescaling have generally been positive. Just having that vision and conversation has been really liberating for us in that often we talk about the future as if it's incredibly vague and we don't know where we're really going, but it's something like this. But the app, it gave a substantial thing that people could look at and say, I think if that's the vision, how do I build to that vision? And we've gotten a tremendous response and it's been a very positive experience. Andrea Bright is the Assistant Secretary of Customs and Border Protection's Office of Human Resources. She said her team at CBP thinks artificial intelligence could help analyze video feeds along the U.S.-Mexico border. That would then give CBP employees more time to carry out their law enforcement duties.
Right now, we have individual Border Patrol agents who are monitoring those cameras. And so our goal is to establish artificial intelligence tools that will set flags that will help to signal to those Border Patrol agents if it's a car, if, if it's a person, or if it's an animal, if it's a cow. And so <laughs> instead of having people do that, which is what we have been doing, we are moving towards automating some of that activity that allows the Border Patrol agents to do the work that they want to do. So getting back to having employees who are more satisfied, that's what they want to do. They want to be doing their law enforcement mission. And so we believe that artificial intelligence will help us get there. But in order to rescale the workforce of the future, federal employees will need to know how to work with data. Last year, the Department of Health and Human Services launched an agency-wide AI and data science training program. When HHS first announced the project, more than 200 people signed up for a class with about 70 seats. And for the second round, they had more than 800 employees express interest. The program gives employees a crash course in data privacy and security. HHS pairs employees on the mission side of the agency with the IT side to help them identify potential AI use cases. Ed Simcox is HHS's chief technology officer. He said it's important to have that pairing because not every problem needs an AI solution. I think a lot of times AI is, it's a hammer looking for a nail. People seem to gravitate towards shiny objects. Even, you know, the folks that are mission-based and leaders inside of the mission space, they hear the great things that we're doing around AI across federal government, and they say, I think we might need some of that, right? So what we do is we try and rationalize the process by bringing folks into our office and, and saying, what problems are you trying to solve? You always have to go back to that question. Training the workforce might be the hardest part of rolling out AI in government, but agencies also face challenges in building public trust in AI systems. Aronson said without quality data, both humans and AI tools can't make well-informed decisions. We're making decisions. Human beings are making decisions based on data sets today. So putting an, app, an IT application on top of a bad data set is no different than a human being reviewing that same data set and making a bad decision. So I don't see that as an increased risk. Mm -hmm. You have to know that it can happen faster, and you have to be careful what you build upon that. But to me, the risk is if we are conservative in our approach, then the industry will continue to advance at a quicker and quicker pace and roll over us. So we're competing with two risks. One is the risk of using AI and making bad decisions, but the other risk is getting the government into a position where we can't keep up with providing services for the people. To help build that trust, Simcox said teams that work with AI need to be able to demonstrate that the technology can reach the same result with the same data each and every time. It's really, really important, not only for you know the, the scientific community, uh, but when we think about data and we call it data science, I think there's a lot of basic science methodology that can inform what we do in data science. And this idea of reproducibility of results is super important. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. 
so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.